Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of What's the Biz with Liz. My name is Liz and I'm here to give you the biz. And on tonight's episode, we are just going to be spilling some tea. And the tea is, these gays are trying to kill me. And if you don't know, this is kind of like, I don't know, like a nod to Jennifer Coolidge's character in The White Lotus, which I just binge-watched the first season. So good. Don't really even know how to describe it. It's just, it was good. I don't know how to describe it. But apparently in season two, there's this whole thing where she says, these gays are trying to murder me. This is where I got the idea to do a dramatic retelling of... The two gay men who tried to murder me, um, not, not actual murder, but just like hurt my feelings. I'm being a little dramatic. I'm putting a little extra oomph in it. And I would like to preface this by saying, um, when I say the gays, if anyone finds offense in that, or if anyone feels like I shouldn't be categorizing them. This is just for shits and giggles, people. Shits and giggles. It just made more sense to me. I just thought it was funny. It's a nod to Jennifer Coolidge's character. And we will talk about the two gay men who had a lasting impact on my life. So the first one, he... He he is Irvin, Irving, and Irving and I met when we met, I don't even know what year, but like, we met working, at work, <laughs> working at work, get it? You get it. Um, But we met at a souvenir store in CityWalk, it was called Upstar Crow, and it was a really long time ago, and I just thought he was hilarious. Irving is, Irving was and is, I don't know about is, but where Irving was really funny, sarcastic, feisty, petty, dramatic. The things that I love in gay men, I love it, here for it brutal honesty love it love it here for it and we got along great um and he quickly became one of my really close friends and while I worked there we were really good friends and I worked at that store for eight years I think he came a little after that mark so it was like way before i don't know i don't know maps but he wasn't there for as long as i was there and we just became really good friends we would do a lot together we would hang out at work talk all day at work hang out after work you know things that you do when you are in a space with someone for eight plus hours a day you guys are going through the same stuff 
you just become friends. You become work friends. That work friendship kind of transformed into out of work friendship and we were just friends. And he was a really good friend of mine. He was a really good friend of mine. He was there for a lot of stuff. I was there for him for when he was going through a lot of stuff. And um Yeah. And I even helped him plan this big wedding to a man named Marco and Marco would eventually become my boss and the reason why I left Upstart Crow. This is a very key story to the point that I'm going to make later on. Irving married Marco. Irving and I worked at Upstart Crow together. I left the job at Upstart Crow to go work for Marco. Okay? So Irving essentially get, got me this job and helped me move away from my retail life which was like eight plus years so in for that i will always be grateful for him because he helped me meet someone who kind of helped me grow you know i was in that retail store and that job for a really long time and he kind of helped me transition more into office type environment okay and Irving and Marco got married and to this day to this day it is the most extravagant just I can't even put into it just most dramatic wedding I've ever been to and I still think it's like a fever dream some of the things that I saw because it was just like a whole production. It was a whole thing. They hired this celebrity wedding planner and she had like a at that time she had like a show on Lifetime. It was a whole thing. There was some of the things that I describe or I'm going to describe to you guys, I still don't believe happened. There were half-naked men and women with snakes, okay? Okay, just half naked. Oh, let me give you the context of the wedding. The the wedding kind of was like heaven and hell. So it was like the merging of heaven, which would be Irving, and then hell, which was the more dark side, which was Marco. It was just like a dramatic. It felt like it felt like a dramatic musical slash play that you see on Broadway. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was. I was consistently drunk the entire wedding. That wedding was it was something else. It was ridiculous. It was beautiful. It was crazy. It was it was like showy. It was grand. It was I don't even know the words. And there were like guys in stilts walking around in these feathered ensembles. Irving had like six outfit changes. Um, there was a man in a bubble in a pool. There was a floating cake. Um, what else? There, there were like different areas. It was like in a mansion in the Hollywood Hills. Just the craziest fever dream type wedding. Just crazy. Okay? Just crazy. Beautiful. Helped him like 
you know, helped him with all that wedding planning stuff. Um, try to be there, try to be like, try to calm him down through it because he was stressing about this, stressing over that, and I was trying to relieve some of that stress. So I was there for him through all of that. Um, a few, fast forward a few months later, Irving and Marco got a divorce. Okay, I think this is where this is where our relationship started to turn sour. Now. I continued to work for Marco, okay? And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if it was the right thing. It was the right thing for me at the moment because Marco was giving me a paycheck. I was working for Marco. I was going into work every day. Marco was paying me. And... Although my loyalty, my friendship was with Irving, I wasn't going to quit my job for said friendship, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Like, I will still have your back. If anybody talks about you during said divorce, If Mar- and Marco knew not to talk about Irving in any negative light around me because that's just not, I would have stood up for Irving because he was still my friend. Irving just did not pay me to make a living, right? I don't know. I I never really... Sh- I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know if some people find that kind of like betrayal or if someone's hurt by it. I know he was hurt by it. I just never understood that. Because if the shoe was like if the shoe was in the other foot, right? And I married someone and Irving went to work for him and me and that said someone did not work out and Irving continued to work for him, I wouldn't feel some type of way because I'm not paying you to be my friend. Like I expect you to have my back, but there are certain limitations. And I think this is the start of where our friendship kind of ended i think he felt some type of way he got me this job and they got a divorce and he didn't feel comfortable with me working there i don't know we never really spoke on it so i'm only just telling my side of the story and this is this is my side of both of these men and this is going to be my my side of said story. Okay? Because we all know there are three sides to every story. There's my side. There's his side. And in between that, muddled up in the muck, is the truth. Okay? And we as human beings, we always tend to s- say things... And see things from what is directly affecting us. Okay, so I can only speak about my my part and my hurt and my interpretation of what went down. So that's what I think was kind of the start of the unraveling of our relationship. And so it started to get weird after that. Okay, it started to get a little weird. We still tried to hang out, but it wasn't the same. And 
Irving just kept saying little things like, I'm just trying to distance myself from everyone that's associated with him. And that kind of hurt my feelings because I'm like, I'm not associated with this person. I work for this person, but I'm not, I wouldn't associate, like, associate myself with him. We're not two peas in a pod. Like, I'm not, like, hanging out with him after the fact. And so he was trying to distance himself. I understood that. I understood that. And then somewhere along the line, something else might have happened. I guess, like, I was trying to reach out, hang out with him. Our other good friend, Emily, was trying to, like, kept reaching out to him, saying, hey, let's do this, let's do that. And he would just flake and just, you know, didn't follow through, didn't want to hang out. Emily didn't really take it bad. She was just like, it is what it is. He is what he is. He's very flaky anyway. She didn't take much to it, but I took, offense to that because i'm like we're trying here like we're trying to continue our friendship and there is just no effort on that end and so you know that friendship kind of just i guess just it it was what it was it was what it it was like what it wasn't i guess does that make sense i don't know but this is the part that kind of hurt me and this was like years later after our falling out and um so marco gets remarried okay marco gets remarried to jose jose is the uncle of my really good friend jocelyn this is very important these are key factors with me here okay jose is now married to marco marco i'm still employed by marco um jose's niece is jocelyn okay got that everyone kind of on the same page jose's niece is jocelyn i am friends with jocelyn this complicates this matter so also, another really good friend of mine, his name is JC. He worked for Marco. He was also friends with Irving. I need to throw that in there. So, in 2021, there was this month in April where I was just saying yes. Okay? And if any, if nobody, like, if you guys haven't tried this, I would just say, say one, one month just say yes to everything so if someone asks to do something yes if someone asks to go somewhere yes last minute plans yes just say yes that was my month of just yes so this month of yes jocelyn invites me to a drag show and i want to say it was Boyle Boyle heights it was a drag show forgot what it was called but it was a drag show i was like yes because again i was just saying yes we went to the drag show she was there we went with jc jocelyn jc's boyfriend and i forget who else 
and Stephanie. I think Stephanie. So was Steph there? Yes, Stephanie. Stephanie, Jocelyn, JC, JC's boyfriend, Angel. We were at a table. We were at this drag show. We did not know that Jocelyn's uncle, Jose, was going to be there as well. So small venue, and Jose sat at a different table with his friends, and we all said hi, and then we started like watching the show. A few minutes into it, okay, um, Irving is there. Irving is there with another dude. Now, this is where your girl's feelings got hurt. So he comes to the table and he says hi to every single person at the table. Says hi. He looks directly at me and does not say a word. And now I was hurt with a capital H. Just, ugh, hurt. And because he didn't know these people and he he's being so nice and cordial and I've known you for years, known you for years. I drove to your house in the middle of the night and brought you chicken nuggets because you were not eating because you were going through a bad breakup, known you for years and you look at me and dismiss me. I would like to put a little asterisk and say, my friend did mention, she's like, well, you didn't say hi to him either. And I'm like, yes, of course I didn't say hi to him. I can be just as petty. I I can be just as petty. That doesn't make me right. That doesn't make me wrong. I can be just as petty. So he did this thing. I was a little upset. My feelings were hurt. I was already going through a lot around that time. Okay. So your girl got emotional, took way too many shots, (laughs) way too many shots, and uh, she locked herself in the bathroom of this dingy little place in the middle of, I want to say Boyle Heights, I don't know, someone fact check me, and locked herself in the bathroom, there were only like two bathrooms in there, locked herself in one of them, just sat there trying to compose myself from all of these drinks I had just consumed, okay? To the point where Sergio, which is another one of Jose's friends, had to kind of break open the door of said bathroom and lifted me off of this dingy, dank bathroom floor. Lifted me up, hoisted me up, hoisted me out of there. It was not my proudest moment, I will admit that, but I was big hurt. And so I got drunk that day and yeah. So he hurt me really, really bad. My friend gave me perspective on this and she said, you and him were super close, closer than we ever were. And something must have happened that neither one of you wants to talk about or address and feelings have been hurt on both ends okay and that's the end of that chapter i do not hate irving how can i he was such a significant part of my life for so long
I do not hate him. I wish him nothing but the best, and I mean that with every ounce. And I am sad that our friendship ended the way that it did. That's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Okay? So, moving on to the other gay man who hurt me. Um, My friend says I'm a magnet for gay men. And that is very true. That is very, very true. So, the second gay man in my life was Alex. Alex and I met working for Marco. See? Just a lot of gay men there. And Alex and I worked at for Marco and we got along really well. We clicked on the fact that we were obsessed obsessed with the capital O with Miss Beyonce Giselle Nose Carter. And yeah. I don't even know I don't even know how our friendship started. It just started at work and we just we just hit it off and we just we would bicker. We would bicker like an old married couple. We would just bicker. And he was very he's very he's very like the star of the show. Very extroverted, very feisty, very petty, very yeah, he was one he's one of the funniest men I have ever known. Hilarious. And like obviously he was very very good looking, but he was super super smart, quick-witted. And he like had this code of ethics that he would follow what he had to follow. And I just thought he was hilarious. He cracked me up. So Alex and I met there, and then one day he was looking for a place. And I decided to go with him. I wanted to just see. I was like, what are you, like, where are you looking? And we went to this place, and he, they showed him a single. And it had one of those, I don't know what you call it, but those pull-out beds from the walls. And I hate those things with the passion. And we asked them to see a two-bedroom unit. We saw this two-bedroom unit. It was huge. Huge. And the unit was perfect because each room had its own bathroom. And it was divided in the middle with the living room. The living room was smack in the middle. His room was on one side. My room was on the other and I was like, he was like, let's move in together. I was like, let's move in together. We moved in together. It was very sudden. It was a very last minute decision. We just jumped on it. And for reasons we're not going to discuss, he couldn't really put his name on the lease. So our friend, our mutual friend who worked with us too, JC put his name on said lease. And I put my name on the lease. So JC and I were on the lease, but Alex was the tenant with me. We lived there for a few years. I think it's like three or four, maybe. 
maybe more three or four i want to say four years we probably lived four years together three years at least at least and we struggled we struggled we struggled for a while because we we made a lot like last minute decision to move in together we had no plans we had no savings we just put the down payment we were like we're in and for a while i was sleeping on the floor and he was sleeping on the floor we had no furniture we had no living room furniture nothing nada um we survived off of the rice that my mom gave us and tuna avocado and limes that's what legit what we ate for lunch tuna mixed with the white rice lime and then if we had money if it was pay week we had enough to get avocado and then we started working our way and then started being able to afford chicken and he was a significant part of my life so after work um he quit uh, working with Marco after a while, and he was a gay. He, he was he was a stripper. I say he's a stripper, but he wasn't a stripper. He was a go-go dancer. So he would work at different gay nightclubs and as a dancer. And he made he made a living out of that, and he did really well. So I always make a joke that I used to live with a gay stripper. So if you know me. I'm the opposite of that. It just was... I describe it as an episode of, like, Will and Grace. We were just complete opposites. I was Will, more conservative. He was Grace, just all over the place. And it was a freaking comedy show. It was hilarious. Hilarious. And we had, like, routines. So, like, when I would get home, we would, you know, sit at the... we eventually got furniture and we would sit at the table and just talk about our day and then there was a point where if I made it on time you know he would he would he would like train me he would like work out with me because he would always work out at a certain time and so I could join and so he helped me lose a lot of weight and yeah that was a a a really weird, a really, a really, a really weird time in my life, but he helped me through a really dark time in my life, because around that time, I was in a long-distance relationship, and I don't think I could have made it through that, like, depressive relationship without him. He hated that relationship. He hated that I didn't go out, and I didn't do anything fun, and I made a choice not to do that because we were in a long-distance relationship. I didn't want to disrespect the relationship, and I didn't want to be around anything that can distract me or... What is the word that I'm looking for? I didn't want to be around something where I can be tempted to cheat. 
I didn't want to. I didn't want to be tempted. So I avoided temptation. I stayed home. I stayed my ass at home. I should have been out there doing what Alex had told me to do. I should have. Looking back. Because that relationship was... Because old boy was doing that. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) But he helped me through that really rough, rough time. And he just didn't understand my decisions. And our relationship ended when one day, out of the blue... He comes and he tells me he met someone at work and she was like a property manager. and She had a one bedroom available for only like $200 more than what he was paying now. And he said that he thought it was a time for him to move. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. What? He didn't even give me 30 days. He didn't even give me the portion of the rent that was coming up. Because it was like toward the end of the month. We had like 10 days left. He didn't give me the next month's rent. So I still had to pay my rent and his rent the following month. Because he was like, I can't afford to pay the, the payment for the new apartment and rent here so he pretty much he pretty much screwed me and I just I couldn't believe that that was happening because he wasn't on the lease right there was nothing legal binding him to said lease there was nothing no legal action I can take because he's not on the lease. So I was screwed. I was responsible for paying this amount. And I... I was pissed. I was pissed. I was hurt. There was just no... He he said that that was the best move for him. And the fact that he didn't even consider what that would do to me was crazy. It was was crazy to me. And I was like, okay. I mean, what can I say at that point? What can I do at that point? That was really hard for me. That was a hard time in my life. Because that was the first time that I failed as an adult. And um, my mom kind of, when I moved out, she said, she made a like, comment like, you need to go out there so you can see how hard it is. And then you're, you're like, you'll come running back. And I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And my pride was like, I would rather be homeless than come back with my tail between my legs and tell my mom, look her in the face and say, you were right. Absolutely not. 
Long story short, I made it do what it do. I don't know how I did what I did, but I did what I did. I ended up scraping up the money, paid that. And then um, I spoke to Marco and he had this townhouse in Long Beach. And um, he said I could live there for as long as I needed. I told him pretty much a year and I lived there for pretty much a year until I got my stuff together and he let me live there rent free. And that literally saved me from one homelessness (laughs) and like having to go back to my mother. And so that is how that relationship ended. And, man, that was fucked up. And I knew this person. And I lived with this person. But we just, there were things that we weren't getting along in. There were things that we didn't agree. We had very different lifestyles, obviously. And I had work really early in the morning. And he had work really late. So we had different schedules. But... The fact that, like, he did that, like, it just didn't sit right with me. It didn't sit right, it didn't sit right with me. So I was petty back. And, and we no longer speak. That doesn't take away from the fact that I love this person very much at that point in my life. I still got a lot of love for him. Very proud of him. He's a good person. And the thing that I love most about him was his family. He has this amazing, funny, charismatic family. I adore them. I adore them. His mom, oh my gosh, she's top notch. She is hilarious. She's like free-spirited. She's just the coolest person. And to this day, like I wish him and his family nothing but the absolute best. That's the thing. I don't have, don't hold any grudges. It was at that point, yes, that was really fucked up. That hurt me. It hurt me a lot. I don't hate him. I don't. I don't. I don't because it's like I put myself in that position. I put myself in that situation where he wasn't on a lease. He wasn't legally binded to the place. He could move how he needed to move. He chose to move what was best for him. And it taught me to be stronger. It also taught me when my back's against the wall, I'm going to do what it do. So yes, I've been hurt by these two men. They both were really big chunks of my life. And at times I do miss their friendship their banter 
and just just their company but then a part of me also knows I'm never going to reach out there's just too much hurt still you know and so I don't want that to take away from the fact that they were really big parts of my life and some of the things that they've told me some of the things that they've shared with me still stick with me to this day we are all affected by the relationships and connections that we have in our lives and small interactions and large interactions they still stick with you I think that the most um, illuminating thing that I've ever heard or read was we are a mosaic of all the people that we've had encounters with, relationships with. So those two men were big parts of that. I got nothing but love for them. I wish them and their family nothing but the best. They deserve all the happiness in the world. They're not bad people. Sometimes we just do shitty like shitty things to each other. And I have I don't know what I did to them. I'm sure I did something too. <laughs> Because, you know, it takes two to tango. And it takes two people to be in any kind of relationship. And then to end any kind of relationship. But yeah. This is the, you know, this is the tale of two gays who try to kill me. (laughs) And that is all for this episode of What's the Biz with Liz. Thank you. You guys have a good night.